They said it was forbidden. They said it was dangerous. They were right. Introducing the paranoid American homunculus owner's manual. Dive into the arcane, into the hidden corners of the occult. This isn't just a comic. It's a hidden tome of supernatural power. All original artwork illustrating the groundbreaking research of Juan Ayala, one of the only living homunculologists of our time. Learn how to summon your own homunculus, an enigma wrapped in the fabric of reality itself, their power at your fingertips, their existence, your secret. Explore the mysteries of the Aristotelian, the spiritual, the Paracelsian, the Crowleyan homunculus, ancient knowledge lost to time, now unearthed in this forbidden tale. This comic book holds truths not meant for the light of day, knowledge that was buried, feared, and shunned. Are you ready to uncover the hidden, the paranoid American homunculus owner's manual, not for the faint of heart, available now from Paranoid American. Get your copy at tjojp.com or paranoidamerican.com today. He had everything chained up. The fridge was locked, the cupboards were locked. Yeah. Even his car. Why do you think that was? When I asked him about all the locks, he says, Chris, he says, I wouldn't appreciate you repeating what I'm about to tell you. And I says, well, your, your secret's my secret. And he says, I get visitors. He says, alien activity. And he says, uh, things come up missing. Things come up dead. He could feel they was present. Welcome back to another installment of Illuminati Confirmed. I'm one of your hosts of this thing. I don't know what this thing is, but I'm one of the hosts here. We got Chris. We got Mark. We got fucking Ryan Burns. What's up, everybody? How y'all been? Great. Awesome. That's awesome. So I wanted to get Ryan on because he's got a lot of a lot of lizard talk, right? A lot of maybe her, perhaps Illuminati confirmed talk. And here we are. Ryan's been on my show for like, what, like five, six episodes now, Ryan? Oh, yeah. It's, I, I love it. I love it. I love lizard talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was looking and the, I think we did the first episode we did was like two years ago, which is crazy how time flies. Damn, that's crazy, man. Yeah, yeah, and then it was, after it was that, like pre-COVID, even. Yeah, it was. It, it was pre-COVID. That's insane. Yeah. So, wow. welcome to the show, everybody. 
And yeah, today hopefully we're going to be getting into a little bit of Nick Cage, maybe break down the Wicker Man a little bit. And Ryan, what have you been up to as of lately? And for those that don't know on Chris's show and Mark's show, can you tell us a little bit about you and what you do at Hero Paranormal? Yeah, so Hero Paranormal basically stands for the Hyper Anomalous Esoteric Research Organization uh, podcast. We basically go into weirdness, um, gin, secret societies, and we love like crypto creatures, paranormal stuff. Um, as far as uh, projects and like little things on the side, I have a little science project I call Space Wolf Research which is a little uh, slice of pie that overlooks um, the old Bigelow Ranch homestead where a lot of weird things happen. So sometimes I'm able to, you know, broadcast from there, but usually it's, it's from it home means here in Nevada, but yeah, when I'm up in Utah once a month, that's, that's where you're, where you'll find me. And uh, you can find me just about once a week on hero paranormal. That's about it. Sounded pretty lame, but. Yeah. No, you're good, dude. Have you, what I don't like about having you on, Ryan, is you always drop these nuggets, right? And you never really go into specifics. So Ryan will be like, hey, you know, I started this crazy uh, light DMT machine, da da da, and then he'll just brush right over it like nothing ever happened. What have you worked on as of lately, Ryan, that, that you can share with the audience with the with the airwaves and and put forth into the ether if you will what what and, and give us the whole thing bro i don't want no fucking esoteric i need the, the the thing have you seen bigfoot lately have you seen anything crazy going on on the bigelow side of things okay so the most messed up thing today actually of all days i found that my favorite occultist was also the first hashish dealer in the United States, which I thought was very strange. Um, but back to what you were asking, um, the strange stuff that, uh, the, the, the most interesting thing that I've been experimenting with apparatuses and things is something called a God helmet. And it's originally called the Corin helmet, um, uh, for, or, or the Corin octopus after its inventor, Stanley Corin, but it was basically designed to uh if you had a stroke and you were like in your 70s 80s or 90s this thing could like reinvigorate your mind tap into your neurons in your brain and like uh through photo biomodulation it would enhance the conductivity and conduciveness of the brain function and if you use this in uh areas of portal activity or locations of strange high strangeness you find that sometimes you're bursting at the seams with um turnout so you get more out than you put in um but anyway that's pretty much it yeah <laughs> you see how he put in their portal activity and then just fucking went right over that and 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 doesn't go into depth i've read your book ryan and for those that don't know he's written a book he owns do you and again i don't know if i'm allowed to say this but do you still own the piece of the plot of land on next to skinwalker ranch do you still own it because i know last time we talked you were in the works with some lizards to do some stuff yeah 
So really cool. Okay. Um, yes, I still own Space Wolf Research. However, and I don't know, I'm always like, I never know what I can say. It sucks balls. Ryan, but say I, it all, brother. All of it. Blow <laughs> our fucking brains out, dog. Okay, I'll just throw it out there, dude. Yeah. This is the coolest cat ever. Coolest cat ever. I can't tell you his name. Um, but he's a lizard, though, right? He's 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 really into this. And um, I sold basically uh, half of Space Wolf Research, the Western half, to somebody that was planning. Uh, we had some buzz between us when we were talking research. And uh, yeah, long story short, uh, started talking precognitive intelligences and disembodied voices. And uh, the dialogue went, went into stuff that I was all about. So um, yeah. I, I basically sold half of it to him and he is using exactly what you mentioned, uh, Juan, which is this lamp. Um, and, uh, he, I believe, oh, I don't want to put this out there. Is it Elon well, Musk? Is it just blink I of wish, Elon Musk? Man. I wish. What's it rhyme with? <laughs> it, uh, Deuce Bigelow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It rhymes with Deuce Bigelow, bro. Use your Okay, so it's. I'll just tell you what it's called. It's called an Anja lamp, and it's a powerful tool developed to help people explore their intimate connection with the wisdom of the universe. Uh, the device utilizes light emitting diodes to stimulate one's brainwave patterns, which trigger the pineal gland and naturally emit DMT. Um, while under light, uh, the participants experience a powerful close-eyed visionary experience from many of the epiphanies and revelations which have been received, most resulting in some cases of profound or transformative personal growth. So to stay true to the show, right, Illuminati confirmed, because yeah. that, that is a... What the fuck? What the fuck moment, because you have these people in power, right? These higher-ups, if you will, in government, right? People who are the lizards or the Illuminati confirmed. What is it? What's their fascination with all this sort of material, right? They're buying properties. They're, they're obviously, right? They, they obviously know something is up in these areas of high strangeness. We know what goes on on Skinwalker Ranch. We have, how you said, places of portal activity. What the fuck does that even mean and what are they trying to extract from this right you, you're talking about this technology that that does it sync the two sides of the brain up is that the hemi what's it called hemispheric synchronization where it, it syncs up both sides of the brain and you're able to use the whole thing what's their fascination with all of this ryan where do you think that they're what do you think they're trying to accomplish with all of this you know it's all just guesses the um, interesting thing about the area is that it is now, I mean, everybody can talk about it. It's out of the bag. I'm not spilling the beans saying that there were top secret black budget programs being run in the area, trying to figure out what the F was going on. And um, among those programs, many of them are very famous. Now we have the advanced, uh, aerospace threat identification program and the advanced aerospace weapons systems application program. So kind of like the, what is it and how do we kill it? Um, and those two programs, uh, run by the government, run Ryan, they're run by the government. 
absolutely run out of the Pentagon. Um, if you look it up, if you look up ATIP and OSAP, it's A-A-T-I-P and A-A-W-S-A-P. Uh, those are legitimately the same program. They went under one name, but those are both the same program. And that program was based for most part out of the UNA basin. That's kind of where its home base was, where it was like when there was nothing else strange to check out, like if there was a real X-Files, that was it. Like they were there. And um, if there was something else, they'd go there. And I know for a fact, I've talked to uh, Navajo Rangers in the Shiprock area for corners, all kinds of weird stuff would happen. And these um, real life men in black, Bass, uh, B-A-A-S-S, uh, would show up before the local Navajo Rangers. So these guys would jump on a jet, show up, check stuff out and uh, be there, you know, to have coffee and donuts basically by the time the other people showed up. So they were super, super legit. Um, and these projects were super legit. And the area they were studying is something that from my property, I can see every inch of. So it's really weird being in a position where I try to be super respectful, but at the same time, I'm just so curious. Now, Wait, so, so, oh, sorry, Mark, go, go for it. Sorry. So, so no, I, I'm, I would love to give you the opportunity to ask a question, Chris, but something really just struck me because Juan you mentioned portals a couple times and I went to my map here and I, made a rough approximation where skinwalker ranches you can't just google it folks um but it seems to line up on the 40th parallel have you looked into that ryan have you you looked into that angle because i know uh some gentlemen in the philadelphia area who talk about the philadelphia experiment uh possibly opening up portals benjamin franklin's you know highway to hell was also sort of a, a portal opening you know this is ross ben and michael Wan who i'm talking about as far as uh their work but yeah when did that dawn on you that there might be some kind of ley line significance ryan so I um, did some, I did a project with uh, Chuck Zakowski from um, he, he and Ben Misrick, what, Ben Misrick uh, wrote the book, the 37th parallel, which it basically says that like, give or take a few parallels, there's a lot of weird stuff happening, right? Right along these parallels. And it's basically like a uh, UFO superhighway um, or a lot of high strangeness takes place. And um in fact, uh, Chuck and I went to the Uinta Basin and did some research for uh, a project. It was uh, Alien Highway, the uh, very first thing they did. And it was very interesting. Um, I, I totally read the book. I believe in the parallels. And I think that there's something to it. I mean, there's there's obviously something to it. And then if you do things on top of that, like Native American curses or damming water, uh, doing central Utah projects. And then they, they threw on these huge, uh, high power lines over this already cursed land. So they kind of added insult to injury and just kind of made a, you know, 31 flavors out of plain ice cream, but yeah, it's a mess now. It's awesome. <laughs> it's a mess. 
Yeah. Chris, what were you going to ask, bro? Because you look like you were ready. You look like a fucking mad scientist right now, bro. Mm, I'm just so confused, man. So wait, hold up. Ryan, you live next to Skinwalker Ranch, which has hella weird shit going on. And so you got your binoculars out and you're watching Men in Black show up? Okay, so it's more, it's weirder than that. Okay, so I live totally, uh, I live in Las Vegas where the old owner of Skinwalker Ranch uh, lives and where a lot of the stuff was taking place and bursting out of. But I have a property that I used to, this is so strange. It's very synchronistic. A property where a lot of older researchers and myself used to go to look uh, for the best vantage point of what was going on to check out information and see important things and basically, you know, just check stuff out. Um, it became available for sale. I bought the whole thing. I've now sold half of it to this cat um, from back east that's doing this uh, DMT stuff uh, with his lamp on the other side. And we're doing similar but different things on our side that are more, um, they're different. And so, uh, yeah, it's turned into something that is more than a hobby, really. Um, but yet it's, it's super hard to shake. Uh, it's something that is, you go, you see stuff that's super cool. Everybody sees stuff, but the way you interact with these precognitive non-corporeal intelligences that seem to be able to know what you're thinking before you even think it is super crazy. Like who are these little chess masters that are like cruising around this crazy high desert ranch area, you know, like doing all these things and everything from like cattle mutilations to uh all kinds of stuff so they had a very um for example they had a very top dignitary i won't use his name even though he just came out with a book about it called skinwalkers in the pentagon um he's on it uh he was from the pentagon he went out to the ranch long story short he was talking to some people and he saw i don't know if you can see in the background he saw this thing so that is from Tubular Bells, which is a Mike Oldfield album, which he saw that thing flying around. And that's the closest thing that he can say that it looked like. Yet that particular album is from The Exorcist. So there's this really strange, crazy uh, issue that comes in where everything kind of has a spiritual angle. Um but it doesn't seem to matter who they are. I took my late uh, father-in-law who was a Navy SEAL out there and he he totally felt it. Other Navy SEALs and other very military-oriented individuals have gone out there and in fact, they feel it more than people that are more uh, passive. So I don't know what it is, man, but it's, it's, it's just kind of a weaker spot, I think, in the general relationship that we have on this planet. So it's just a weaker spot in the matrix, let's say. But it's, it's very intriguing and interesting. And by weaker spot, he means like a, where the veil is thinner, Chris, where, where things are more prone to come through and stick their dick out at you. And you're like, whoa, whoa, it looks like a fucking UFO, but it's the alien dick that's coming out at you. Ah! <laughs> so... Ryan, and this is right. This is what I love about having you on because you're so, so cryptic about everything, and you just give enough to, right, to let the the mind wander. And I love when you talk about how these things have some sort of cognitive or or some sort of 
Do you think they're self-aware? Is it like are 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 they are they tapping into like the Akashic records or something? Like I, I don't know. What do you think it is about these entities, if you will? Right? Because last time, I, well, not last time, but on one of the episodes, we mentioned how there are entities in this world or this realm that that are like the metatron right or that that hold everything in place the baphomet whatever you want to call them that hold reality in place and they have some sort of intelligence where do you think this stems from is it how do i say this it's it's obviously paranormal but where do you think all this comes from? Do you think it, it is something that was manifested or do you think it was something that was already here? Like, where do you stand with that aspect of it all? I think that there are disciplines whose intentions are resonant that are ancient. So I think that it's a... Like the Watchers, maybe? Like they're watching, yes. right? The Watchers and the Nephilim and the Elohim and all this shit. They're just there observing, right? And maybe they interact every now and again <laughs> you just said it yeah you just said it the elohim um nowhere in the bible does it use the god word in a singular sense other than you know it's very strange you know it's like these 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 uh machine elves or uh helpers these creators this uh it's definitely team a um but I, in my opinion getting back to your question not to go off on a tangent I absolutely, concerning that, I absolutely believe that we are dealing with an ancient, some, some sort of technology. It may be some kind of alien or ancient alien artificial tech intelligence. Uh, and that's just my own theory. Uh, going biblical on it, I would absolutely call it the Elohim. Absolutely, the things I've seen are un, impossible to do unless you have like small G God-like status. So what that means is that you can, you can pulse, you can maneuver space and time sort of like a gin. Um, and you can do that on demand when you want, when it suits, uh, when it suits them, not us, when it suits them. And, um, what I've seen from that is that it is almost like they are, uh, kind of slicing through or coming through, but what I've, what I've realized is they're definitely, you know, in a biblical sense, I would say Elohim. In a Middle Eastern sense, I would say Jinn. In a more Eastern sense, I would have to call them something along the lines of an alien, ancient alien artificial intelligence. So, and, yeah. and the most interesting part for those that aren't familiar with the Skinwalker, the Skinwalker Ranch, why did they take the form of these wolves, right? The bulletproof wolves or even the Sasquatch, right? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. What's a wolf? A wolf, a wolf, a wolf, a wolf, a wolf. A wolf. Say it again, motherfucker, again. Guys, it's been a long day for me, okay? I'm, I'm just trying to comprehend. Hey, wait, wait, hold up. They're bulletproof wolves? <laughs> but yeah, they're bulletproof wolves or fuck you guys how's that yeah. <laughs> why do you think why do you think they take these shapes of right because you've seen i know hold you saw i know you signed we, in, hold on we gotta get this straight hold on <laughs> ryan you live next to skinwalker ranch which is a place of high weirdness he owns at property house, there bro at your house with binoculars or just because you're in the general vicinity weird shit happens to you you brought other people 
weird shit has happened to them. Now you're communicating with interdimensionals from this place with a robot helmet? No, I think what we're doing, according to, and this, fuck, this is so fucking weird, dude. I think what we're doing oh, it's just is, now getting weird. <laughs> yes, this is where it gets, this is where it gets really weird. Um, I think what we're doing. Okay, so you guys have heard of like the Bourne Ultimatum, the movie series. Uh huh. I used to run a bed and breakfast, and the guy that that was uh, loosely based on was um, he frequented the bed and breakfast, and he was really into this stuff. And what? yeah, he told me that these that these and he's still active in the military but he told me that these um what he called them he has property down south and does similar things but what he told me is that these uh what he called them is they're portals of sorts but we can create them ourselves through things like the god helmet or the anja lamp or dmt or or ayahuasca things of these natures breath or cern totally CERN like yeah you're smashing you have a fucking microwave out there in a field without the door on it you'll probably create something <laughs> and like the the thing is that we're Skinwalker Ranch or your house next to Skinwalker Ranch yeah like when you have these areas they call them biochemical portals and it's an it's an example or an ideal situation where a human being is in a hypnagogic state where they are more prone or able to see past this veil that we seem to believe is very material, but uh, in certain situations seems extremely liquid. Ryan, I had mushrooms earlier, bro. I know all about this veil, dog. I know what you're talking about. But the question is, how does you do it? Hmm. So it's interesting you ask that. So you can actually utilize a few, there's a few techniques. You can just look for like weird stuff piling up everything from like small dead animals in particular locations. That might be a portal location. Real quick, Ryan. Uh, I don't mean to yeah. cut you off. Is the, please read the disclaimer, right? So people don't go out and try this shit. Because uh, no. Chris, part of this is that something attaches itself to you and you lose a piece of yourself. When don't, don't, don't do it. Don't do it. So disclaimer. that's the disclaimer for the audience, right? Don't go out and fucking try and do this because you will lose a part of your fucking soul, literally. So, Ryan, yeah. Ryan so, you're, you're not complete then, dog. You touch the dark side? Oh, dude, I'm barely hanging on to whatever reality we have. Well, how can we trust this information, son? <laughs> you know what I mean? You could be sent by the devil himself. Illuminati confirmed. <laughs> yeah, this is all sus now, So. Buddy. A pile of dead animals, right? Everybody runs into yeah. those all the fucking time. So you find sure. those. Then what's next? We're we're trying to conjure Baphomet here, guys. So okay. So next? if you see uh, if you see like ground based lights or things above, the, if, if you see things that are out of the ordinary, dead animals in a certain location, um, or strange readings on your uh, devices, whether those be, um, you know, you could have trifield meters. Uh, there's all kinds of different things you can use out in the field to measure this strange geomagnetic <laughs> anomaly. And what ends up happening is um, these particular locations kind of lend themselves to these situations. If you sit on uh, locations like this after you clear the bodies out or whatever, the small animals. But if you sit in these locations, you'll actually feel like the earth moving a little bit when you start getting into like the... the uh, Sounds so occult, dude. But when you start sitting in like, when, when you start getting in the groove, like the whole thing just starts like, womp, womp. And I mean, totally 
legitimate. Uh, readings go up. And um, back to the lizard people. I mean, this is stuff the elites have known for a long time, long time. And it's just basically lately that I think the masses are getting just basically any wind at all of any of this stuff. Is are there do you feel that there are other areas in this world just like this that maybe perhaps haven't been discovered maybe out in the middle of the oceans or something like the 12 vial vortices right with ivan sanderson that he talks about that the these places right the bermuda triangle the the dragon's triangle mohenjo daro all these different areas around the world where quote unquote the veil is thin where civilizations have gone missing from one day to the next like what the fuck happened to those people did they find a, a pile of dead animals and and sit down and and right they all pieced out is it is there a can you talk about the genetic aspect of all this as well ryan because i think that's an important thing with haplogene x and that group there super super you know super important and people used to call me crazy five ten years ago talking about this stuff they were like you're out of your mind um, only recently, in fact, even this year, we are finding out that, go figure, the Uinta Basin of Utah is very likely the early location or one of the origins of the Aztec community. So if the Aztecs started there and then went south, that's that creates an entirely different narrative than what we have. Um, Haplo group X comes into this DNA mix and genetic. Uh, it, it's, it's really quite the pie. It's a mess because Haplo group X is super prevalent. Um, I'm just going to give you the, there's a long story and a short story. The short story is super prevalent in the Ute Indians in the Uinta Basin of Utah. Now, where is Haplogroup X from? If you trace it back, it's from the hills of Galilee. Oof. In <laughs> super crazy, you know, like we're getting biblical and literally we're talking about a place so small in a town so small that like you either knew who the guy was or you knew about, uh, you know, the Nazarene. So, or Jesus or whatever. So um, really interesting DNA components um, and the Ute to add like kind of one more, always one more level to this. The Ute are actually the closest relatives to the Aztecs. Well, you sound Jamaican every time you say that. <laughs> Utes, Utes, all these Utes. It's a strange word. <laughs> yeah. it is. So this yeah. relates to even the, do you think this relates to the Merovingians, right? The, the This traces back to so what you're trying to say ryan is that jesus was some reptilian shapeshifter who could right because the whole the whole so to clear it up for the audience the whole thing about haplogene x is uh, perhaps there is this genetic uh, i don't want to say abnormality right because i don't want to yeah. say it's, it's a bad thing in certain people that are more that that it opens them up and they're more susceptible to the paranormal and hence that's why you have uh these stories of the skinwalker right where they were able to project these things onto other rival tribes you have the wendigo story right because again if you were to do through alchemical processes you were able to become this fucking zombie interdimensional being right the wendigo you have uh, the the boogeyman right that this all these stories of the boogeyman that we tell our our, our children they are perhaps based on some sort of genetic 
abnormality or anomaly, if you will, in certain people who are able to be more open and use these things in their favor. And by these things, I'm talking about like skinwalkers and otherworldly entities, right? So again, this is how you said biblical, right? Where we have Moses turning fucking staffs into snakes. You have Jesus walking on water. You have all these crazy, you have Buddha, right? All these enlightened ones. You have the ascended masters, if you will, of the world that perhaps were part of this group of people. And then that traces back into these royal bloodlines of, quote unquote, the reptilians or Illuminati confirmed the Illuminati confirmed where they are able because because it's 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 amazing, right, that they know about this. They know about this shit, right? Project Stargate. They know about all this stuff. So. Let me add maybe because I'm I'm assuming Ryan may be familiar with this. If not, that's all right. I, w- I would love to bring it to your attention. But we talk a lot about like uh, the blood and the DNA. Uh, but in another interesting case, we have this part of the brain that apparently is more e- evolved in certain groups of people called the, the caudate putamen and it's related to intuition and the ability to sort of um, act on sparse information is how it's described here, but it's very much connected to people who see UFOs and have um, these sorts of experiences. At least that's the bias of the person I'm reading here now, but I would assume that that would also be you know equal for cases where people experience paranormal phenomena as well yeah um is that gary nolan's project that you're reading up on this is uh this is kind of an article yeah gary nolan yeah yeah the um it's really interesting i know some people in that particular project and it's um pretty going pretty smooth the way they're able to describe this antenna within our brain, um, the, I'm trying to think of the name of it. The third anyway. eye. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, this particular antenna that is able to uh, interact or match the frequency when the opportunity is given with these um, unidentified flying objects or unidentified aerial phenomena. And I think that the, what we're going to find out, I, dude, I hate to say this. It sounds so super cheesy, but I think what we're going to find out is like, these are the same little like buggers that have been flying in the sky. As long as mankind has been around, um, we have them in every, everything, you know, and I hate to go down this super cliche ancient. Barata, aliens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's super lame, but I do believe that there are parts of the planet that are more conducive to this type of stuff. You know, places like Summer Isle, where area, like locations and cults and people start to congregate <laughs> around this energy and utilize it on different platforms for their own benefit. I do think this is happening. And in fact, I know it's happening because this same, uh, my favorite occultist, who I found out was the largest hashish dealer and first hashish dealer in the United States and also the first uh, secret society uh, creator in the United States. He was not only African-American, 
or mixed blood at the time, but he um, dabbled in a lot of this type of, uh, you know, finding these ley lines, finding areas that were conducive to energy portals or areas that would help you elevate your own consciousness. And, um, you know, not only that, this guy was uh, best friends with Abraham Lincoln, really good friends with Benjamin Franklin was actually a member. There's like really strange uh, in anyway, the, my, my point is that they would find these places like Summer Isle, you know, um, that, y- you know, this Nicolas Cage movie was about and they would use these locations to conjure or recreate or manifest or energize their own beliefs to a point where they would manifest exponentially beyond a shadow of a doubt more than they would in other locations. Yeah, that's why they build these sacred temples, these churches, these establishments in specific locations, right? And when you have people taking over, what's the first thing that they do? They tear down these temples and they build upon those where it was because the ancients knew about these different places, right? You have, was it Michael Bloomberg building on top of an old Mithraic temple, like the most advanced building ever that it like tracks your blood sugar as soon as you walk into a room and and they have little robots that send you food in case your blood sugar is low or some shit, right? Again, these elites, Michael Bloomberg, and they know about this stuff. And it's like how you're saying they're using these areas that the ancients knew about and i love the way you put it with the you call it elemental technologies right where maybe perhaps with a certain formation of stones you are able to conjure something into reality right it's alchemy we are uh, right the 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 old alchemist in his cave trying to find that philosopher's stone type of shit but at the end of the day we're the philosopher's stone right we have to look within and this is what the ancients were all about, I think. And that's what the pyramid signifies and, and what they were. I think that they were trying to do the same shit that we're trying to do now. Figure out the secrets of the universe and understand it and be able to comprehend it in a digestible way. You know what I mean? I'd agree with that. That's very eloquently you're said. Mute. You're muted, Ryan. <laughs> I was just going to agree with him. Yeah. Yeah. So, again... It just blows my mind that these that these elites they know about this shit. They know that 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 they're able to get in touch with these things. And with the research that you're doing, right? You, we talked about the antenna, and there's also the. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm kind of in my Freemasonic symbolism stage right now, where they talk about the frontal sinus, right? And in that frontal sinus, there is this this gaseous material which could be the soul, right? Uh, the part of the brain that Mark brought up with this research that you're doing, is it something to where you're, are they trying to find out if people are able to develop it if they aren't at a certain level with it and get to that? You know what I mean? Are they trying to find out like how to say, you know, make your penis bigger? Well, with this, you can make your third eye, third eye bigger. You know what I mean? So first of all, how do they, how do you talk to these fucking other dimensional things and B, what are they and one and B, right? And B, what the fuck they got to say? Dude, they're not they're not happy. Um, so they're up against, as we spoke before, they're up against, these are, well, they're not happy, but I mean, they're elemental tricksters. So there's nothing that can beat them. So um, they like know they're going to win. 
Is that like a goblin? Is that like a demon? Like, is that like yeah, a- yeah? It hey, just depends okay. on the culture, dude. I need totally. a handle. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It depends on the culture. So, if you're Native American, it would be a shapeshifter. If you uh-huh. are in the Middle East, it would be a jinn. If uh-huh. you are like of a genie bot, exactly, okay. exactly. Okay. Something that can manifest from nothing and create everything. Yeah. So you can kind of get an idea of the angle of power that this thing has, right? Comes from nothing, creates everything. So you can enter, you can enter, you could talk to this guy. Let's call him Bob. You can talk to Bob. Well, I think there's a lot of Bobs, but yes, okay. Bob, yeah. Bob one. Yes. I think that there's, I think the Bobs are in, the Bobs are in control. And so, what I mean by that is like, you'll hear Bob's talking sometimes above your head, dude. Not even kidding. You'll hear Bob's talking. You'll go out into an area that there's absolutely fucking nothing, Chris. Sorry, I don't swear, but there's ugh. nothing. You're out. You're in the middle of nothing. Yeah. And you'll hear a couple Bob's talking above your head. Just like, hey, Bob, what's going on? Like, look at this guy behind us or below us or whatever. Like, you, you can hear this chattering in this very ancient, almost like Romulan uh it sounds extraterrestrial, but it's probably an ancient human language is what I'm thinking. You're just walking and, around the property and you can hear Bob talk. You you can, in, in the general vicinity, not even just the property, like there's an 80 mile radius of this nonsense. And you can hear disembodied voices that are totally chattering, laughing, discussing, uh, mocking, mimicking, and otherwise interacting with you in a way that you can't interact back making you feel like a nothing. And it's a they one-way do thing. It's a one-way thing. They can go, yeah. all right, well, we'll just it's take almost a like tower uh, and then like put it somewhere else in a tree or something, and then you got to deal with that. It's almost like Mrs. Summer Isle, right, in the movie Wicker Man where the island itself has a personified version, like it's, it's an anthropomorphized energy in a way, and it interacts with us, even though it's not entirely or even altogether human, right? And my question for you, Ryan, is, you know, do you have any evidence of uh, governments using this sort of uh, science to plot where they put their bases in various locations because it seems like over and over and over again we have military bases government buildings and even this uh you know t gentleman bigelow there uh you know buying up property adjacent to these weird energy spots man this is so much bigger than myself sometimes i'm like amazed that i'm still alive just because i have any knowledge at all And I just mean that in a general sense, like all Americans, the fact that when we gather knowledge, there comes a certain fear with that knowledge. And it's best, Rick Doty told me it's best to just talk about it, get it out there because then they have nothing to kill you over. So the thing to say is that, you know, this is very serious, Mark. This is special access protocols, SAP protocols held only for the highest regard either special presidential transport, things of the highest top secret levels that nobody can know about. Nobody. The last thing they want is some like, you know, kids out there, which I was at the time. I mean, I've been doing this so long, you know, running around in a place where nobody should be 
looking for things that don't exist. And not only that, interacting with these things, you know, interacting with these things that this black budget government program is trying to study. And you have these ridge rats, for lack of a better word, running along this ridge line, uh, interacting with reckless abandon with things that are beyond the comprehension of the United States government. Yeah, and, and and they're trying to study it. I mean, that's the whole thing, right? It's like the 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 great old ones. They've always been there since the beginning of time, but they don't give a fuck about you in the slightest sense. And can you tell the story about the orb, Ryan? Have you have you ever conversed with with one of these bobs before? Have you ever talked to one like actually have a conversation with it? Dude, the creepiest? No, never have. I've heard the Bobs talk above. Like a few of us have heard the Bobs talk above us. I love that, dude. I'm using the Bobs now. By the way, I'm <laughs> taking that, Chris. The Bobs just got taken. Um, well, that is a part of the Church of the Subgenius, which I don't know if you, anyone's aware of that, but I was just looking that up last night. That's a totally other, other tangent, but yeah, Bobs is definitely an inside joke for it has it has an intellect i'm guessing that that has an additional like element i want to hear about it this has an additional element i'm guessing that bobs has something well have you ever heard of discordianism so discordianism is something that there's a variety of people that created it but robert anton wilson is probably the most famous um discordian author and yeah there's this whole culture of sort of rejecting mainstream culture through the church of the subgenius where they worship this Bob instead of God. And there's all these inside jokes and anybody who's not aware is like a pink belly and like, you know, they just, they just have their own lingo and their own slang. And it's all about collecting slack, which is like just this type of attitude, a good representation of somebody follow who follows that sort of mindset is the big Lebowski character in that movie. He's very much a discordian type of person just kind of going through life with slack. Well, I just explained that for Ryan and now he's gone. (laughs) This happens a lot with Ryan, bro, where Lily will be talking about some sort of otherworldly entity and he'll just peace out for a couple of seconds and then come back in. So okay. this will happen. Well, I did want to, I did want to point out it's strange that you, uh, that you brought up orbs. Cause the whole time I was thinking like Ryan Burns, Ryan Bledsoe. I don't know if you guys know about Ryan Bledsoe, but very similar kind of events in a different way happened to him and his family and they see orbs all the time on their property and they just have like a very similar name art ryan b you know like, yeah well i want him to tell the story because it's fucking crazy would you say chris that's what they used to call them in world war ii foo fighters mm. oh like the, okay like there were these orbs that would come up so but yeah. before, before we go yesterday into, i gotta i gotta ask, i gotta understand this correctly the part of the country that he lives in, 80 miles around it, give or take, and other places on ley lines around the world, you go there, the veil is thin, you can hear Bob talking. Yes. Uh, but different Bobs at the same time, and you they can interact with you, but you can't interact with them. No, you, you can't hear Bobs, Chris. You hear disembodied spirits from an ancient race of people who were decimated in their own sacred space, and then their sacred space contain them like an ancient vessel 
and you can hear the echoes of their voices and even the disembodied spirit of their collective consciousness even which is remaining somehow through the soil of the earth and the minerals and the energy flowing through the land you know you have all these paranormal beings that yeah i'm rapping right now i don't know why <laughs> you're throwing me off swaying your shoulders but it was a yeah, ghost brother. it's a ghost that's stuck Listen, in the house have you ever heard of the concept of a tutelary energy wait it's a ghost that's stuck in a house though right i mean basically here he is again. i don't like that <laughs> speaking yeah, I mean, of ghosts in a house there's no one in this house there's, no one there. <laughs> <laughs> there's a ghost in my house there's a ghost in my house it's like that you know movie yourself keisha i don't give a fuck keisha don't taunt the ghost i don't give a fuck because you know ghosts ghosts can can they follow you or you know what i mean because yeah. you're saying you know, because that's the question, right? Or are they stuck? Well, it depends. It depends, brother. It depends. I we just went from explaining the Bob's Church of uh, the Subgenius to explaining uh, Skinwalkers because you you left and now you're back, dude. <laughs> all I know is like Mark and I switched places on the chessboard, which I think is perfect. It was like so nice. Like, I was looking like, at myself before a lot because. <laughs> Of the where my camera's placed, so yeah, I'm glad that we switched too. <laughs> no, yeah, but I think I think we are in a matrix of sorts, and there are these cults or these entitled, entitled or uh, elite masters that um, whether you're talking Canaanites, Pharaohs, Babylon, Romans, Judea, Templars, Khazars, Masons, Jesuits, Illuminati, they all are tapped into something that they don't want to talk about with just anybody. They don't, they don't want to just be, they don't want to just put this in the paper or. Oh, there he goes. Mm. Can you guys hear me? Oh, there you go. This uh, is definitely Illuminati confirmed. Yeah, bro. I'm telling you, this happens all the fucking time when we do shows like he'll, his screen will black out. My shit will start acting up. It's, because again, Chris, what I was going to say earlier was that when you go to these places, yes, things can't. He says he sages himself off in order mm. to look even. Dude, he needs to put some sage next to his Wi Fi router, bro. <laughs> <laughs> real, real shit, dude. Yes. Sage yourself, son. Sage yourself. <laughs> it could be the 5G, dude. It's definitely that 5G, son. Yeah, the so, fake dude. tree. Big trees, you seen those? Because I, I wanted, I wanted to go to Skinwalker for a long time, and me and Ryan had talked about it and all this shit. But then, dude, is this a time loop? Like, stuck in a time loop, Ryan? Yeah. Like he came back in? You're muted, I think. Oh man, you're, you're you're muted, Ryan. He was just talking to Bob in the other room. So I have toddlers, so I had to check to make sure that they weren't messing with my modem, that it wasn't my side, that it wasn't, you know. But anyway, I don't know where you guys went with this, but yeah, um, I'm on board. Where are we heading with Can you that? talk about the orbs, Ryan, and about things attaching themselves to you when you go to these places? Oh, fuck, dude. Okay. Um, you just swore again, Ryan. I know. I don't do this either. Um, I don't do that. I know. I'm giving a really bad, bad initial impression of myself. 
Not at all. Not at all. So you're doing great. And talk about the time these, warps, Ryan, too, when you were running and you yeah. kept going back in time. Whoa. There are these orbs that, um, for lack of a better word, seem to be intelligently controlled uh, sentinels of some sort on these badlands. These fucking places. Damn it. These places <laughs> where there's nothing. And this is so important to point out. There's nothing of value that we would intrinsically call value. Um, but these highly technological uh, drones of some sort, these orbs are able to follow you through these badlands. And um, they are trying to figure out what you're doing and why you're there. And they are either protecting something or notifying something of, of, of your presence. Um, we've had multiple orb. Taller. <laughs> God damn it, Ryan. Yo, what do you think the freakiest thing you could do? Like freak out an alien would be. You think you could freak an alien out? Like, yeah. Oh, like, sure. I'm not messing with Mark. He's wilding. Like, this motherfucker's crazy. So they leave you alone. You mind fuck the alien, you know? <laughs> the man who's there at goats. I'm just yeah. saying, you know, get him to the Greek, right? You know what I mean? Mind fuck the star. You know what I mean? Like, mind fuck those aliens. So these orbs, Ryan, they come out to investigate you. And, and do you think that they're taking scans of you at the same time while they're out there? Yeah. And So I'm going to break it back. I'm going to go back a little bit. I'm going to do, yes, I do think that these are just kind of like guard dogs of a sense. And if anything, the thing they hate the most is guard dogs of a sense. Um, Wait, the guard dogs hate the guard dogs? Yeah, like there is a very... Uh, Actual dogs and the orbs hate each other? Yes, yes. There's a very, wow. very uh, well-documented case of the original... I, sh I shouldn't say original, but second owner of Skinwalker or Bigelow Ranch, um, that Terry Sherman, he had uh, some very loyal uh, cattle dogs. They were blue healers, and he basically one day set them out after these orbs, these blue orbs. They call them the blue, the blue meanies. But they would, you know, they taunt a lot of things. They taunt animals. They fly around. And uh, one one night he was out on the porch and he just said, you know what? Let's just do it. Let's just sick the dogs on the lights and see what happens. And he sicked his dogs on the lights and they chased <laughs> these blue lights and they became grease spots in the field, uh, just a field over. So... The dogs became grease spots? Totally grease spots. Oh, yeah. shit. Yep. That's and there's wild. images of the spots. It's 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 really wild. The goo? Just like the goo. The goo. Holy shit. Ryan, do you, do you have no respect? <sighs> Never mind. I was going to say if you had any, any good pictures that you could show, but I don't want your connection to get all fucked up again. <laughs> like some juicy. Dude, is, is it my side? Is it my connection? Yeah, I yeah. think so, yeah. So weird. No, you're good now, but I'm saying if you had any pictures that you could share, because I know you got some fire, but I don't know if the government would let you share these pictures with us because 
It's for because I'm pretty sure there's some people listening to this going, what the fuck is this guy been talking about for the last hour about, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Look, yeah, it's crazy. If you if you look up the um, if you really want to go out on a limb and like loop it all together and realize what exactly is taking place out in the middle of nowhere, you have the Russian government, the Chinese government and the United States government all trying to utilize different research methods to try to understand, mimic, and recreate this ancient technology that some sort of uh, shapeshifter has in the area. And they're using uh, portal technology, which sounds totally crazy. It sounds, I know it sounds totally crazy. But um, by portals, I just mean the ability to recreate the ability to re-enter. So we have things that are entering our atmosphere and they're doing so in the same locations, technically. Um, Other places like the Bradshaw Ranch are also very well known for this. Uh, That's located in Arizona, close to Sedona. And um, really interesting if you want to navigate those waters really quick, very interesting situation where there's a ranch owned by a family. They had all kinds of very similar to the old Bigelow ranch. They had all kinds of strange situations take place, very dimensional stuff, including dinosaurs that they witnessed. Same as the Bigelow ranch. And um, what's weird here is they literally lost their property due to some strange tax loopholes to the United States government. It's now highly monitored and it is technically used and facilitated as grounds for studying the growth of cottonwoods. That is the explanation they give for the multitude of video cameras throughout the property is to study how quickly these small cottonwood trees that they planted in these little fields, dude. And they're like this big. Um, That's what they claim is the reason that they're checking, you know, what is like how quickly cottonwood trees can grow in this super shitty environment. Like it's really weird. (laughs) That's the funniest shit ever, dude. What? And so the government has these properties and they sit there and they evaluate what's happening. Yeah. And, and they go, there's mad strangeness here. How do we recreate this in other places? Mm-hmm. Talk about the big fans, Ryan. Wait, 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 wait. And then they go through a portal that's at this place. And they go where exactly? To the other side, I understand that. Where other things live at. Bob and all his buddies. But where is that? Is that the next dimension? What, what, what are we doing? Okay. So this is really weird. If you were to draw some map. <sighs> I need it. I need if it. I was to draw you a map, it goes right up my ass. I'm super <laughs> fucked. So um, <laughs> super fucked. And I've said it like I've seriously sworn more on this podcast than I think I ever have before. But I'm going to get through to Chris. Is it like Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure where you got the uh, time machine, but it's actually a phone booth, but it's that time machine, though? And then you go through, like, Linguini in time. Bada-bang, you're with Napoleon. Okay. So let's pretend that somebody said to you, 
hey man, I'm going to let you into your own mind. <sighs> I'm already in there enough, bro. Right? And yeah, so they say, they say, I'm going to let you into your own mind geographically. On a map. On a map where we will allow you to be in an energy zone where your mind will actually interact with you more than anything else or any other platform. So you will actually be the main observer and displayer of activity in this area. Isn't that life though already? Like, isn't that what's happening kind of? Yeah. So take whatever you got going on and times it by a hundred. Okay. Or 10. You take, take 10, take 10, 10 exit. It's like really seriously, it's just raw and rugged. It really is, man, exactly like what you're saying. If you're just a bug that's used to like walking on the ground, then this would be like a bug used to walking on a bug zapper. So you would be like (laughs) way more, um, you would be way more, sorry, my kids are having a shower behind me. You're good, bro. But yeah, you would be way more like it. It's super. Uh, That's psychedelic. Really, yes, yes, psychedelic without the psychedelics, and that is the integral, like the integrally, Im- integrally, integrally, integrally. I don't know. The integral, in my opinion, the integral thing of all of this is that you need no psychedelics to make these biological portals open making it very apt and capable of interacting with non-corporeal, non-corporeal precognitive intelligences that are roaming the landscape, which by all, I mean, technicalities, these things shouldn't exist. And they are jamming up and down this thing like nobody's business all the time. I mean, these things should not exist. And they are just like, it's like seeing fish in a stream and fish are supposed to be extinct you know dinosaur bigfoot totally dude totally yes yes and then all those bobs hang out together in the next well i i think it's a situation where there it's some sort of a there there's a geological element that is creating some kind of a interaction on a global scale that can only be compared to a capacitor or a diode or something of that nature where it's actually designed to release energy in a place where nobody should notice. However, people are noticing. Ryan, I know we've talked a lot about Right, the UFOs and all this shit. But and I'm about to throw a wrench into it because I'm pretty sure the listeners are like already going, what the fuck? Now they're gonna be like, What? So we have the skinwalker, right? Why is it? And can you talk about why is it that it wants to lure people in with uh, a beautiful example, creature, dude? The baby, the crying baby, fuck. right? The water baby. The screen. What is that? Like, it's like the 20th fuck of this broadcast. Okay. <laughs> beautiful creature. A beautiful creature of elemental status. Very similar to the mermaids that oh, in ancient lore, right? They would try to lure more souls into their abyss. 
and um, the water babies, for example, they'll use every trick in the book and they are the book. The shapeshifter is integrally the most important key aspect of this entire puzzle. So none of this can take place without this thing called the trickster in the middle of it. And this trickster has a number of uh, designations. If it is the government, it is this X factor that they cannot enter into their scientific calculations because it eludes them. If it is the Native Americans, it is the shapeshifter, which is a very real entity because you can tap into this substance. You can tap into this energy. You can tap into this ability to um, paranormally exist geologically and geographically within an area where you can get away with more than you are usually able to get away with. So uh, if you are into the occult, this is a paranormal Disneyland. Um, the astral plane, right? Totally, man. You can access, you can be a total dumbass and you can access, you know, all of a sudden you can be like, you, <laughs> you're thinking you're like Aleister Crowley. So, <laughs> you know, it's like that. Um, only problem with that is as Juan said, when you, when you gain something, you give something. And this is from the very best scientists in the business that are involved with some of this stuff right now. Um, so they take something from you somehow when you gain knowledge of some sort, way, shape, or form. If you gain something, they will take something from you. We don't know exactly what they're taking. Um, that sucks. But anyway. Yeah. So, yes. So obviously, it's not physical, right? Do you think... Like the the bobs would want your balls or something. I don't know. Like there's something about man that they want, right? There's this divine spark within man. Because why would it? Why else would it lure you? And when when you talk about this piece that goes missing, is it as a collective to where if it adds up enough enough times, you what you dissolve from this reality, or do you die physically as a human, or do you die spiritually? Like what level? Like how much can they take from you, right? And how much can you tolerate? And what do they do with what they take? You know what I mean? Like, this is fucking, this is deep. Super deep, dude. Um, to put it most simply, if you consider them the machine, a machine le needs lubricant, right, to run. But lubricant does not need a machine. So they are jealous of us because we are able to do things that they cannot do. However, they are able to do things we cannot do. However, they need us to do what it is they're doing. We're, we're more the lubricant. It's more the machine. What are, what are they doing? <laughs> they're, they're managing the... <laughs> Dude, this is I don't what, know, man. This is what Rene Descartes talked about when he talked about do, like... A do you want... I, I don't know, man. Like, I'm such a dumbass. Like, do you really want my opinion? Like, I don't even like when you ask me that. Like, I'm like, do you really want my opinion? Like what I think? Yeah, of course. Because, I mean, I'm up against, like, there's so many bright minds against, I mean, like, deeply involved with this. And in the search of what this uh, interactive, intelligent, precognitive intelligence is able to do, it can do whatever you want it to do. I and want a trillion dollars, son. <laughs> right? That's now. the fear. Right that's the fear is that 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 Greed. it could be weapon 
weaponized. It can be weaponized. And that's why our government and our military is involved because I'll tell you some of the, um, I'll tell you some of the technology that is involved with this Please. and that has been tested out there that in, in my opinion, my dumbass opinion has been tested out there. And that is invisibility cloaks by our government. Uh, Scientific Applications International Corporation, SAIC, which has recently changed their name, due to Robert Guffey's novel, which attributed some of... Fucking invisibility cloaks. That's Saying Robert Guffey and, and invisibility cloaks, dude. Come on now. Come on now, Ryan. What are you doing to us? And taking Jeez. and taking some of his patents, taking He's some back. of his patents and taking his invisibility cloak, taking his, his taking his fellow Masons uh patented Oof. information and using it in a way that this is SAIC, which uh I I love the company. They've done a great deal for our country, including keeping things invisible. So um, Robert Guffey wrote a magnificent book on this called Camellio, as in chameleon, as in being able to be invisible. And this book is about this former, he's now died recently um, within the last few months, but he was a Mason who created the invisibility cloak was in the same lodge as Robert Guffey. And Robert Guffey got to know about all this through uh, his very close friend who was addicted to heroin of all things (laughs) and got pulled into this through a party like atmosphere where somebody jumped into the party with a bunch of top secret laptops, top secret IR cameras um, and uh, things that could visually interact with these invisibility cloaks that they had uh, taken from this uh, other Masonic member of Robert Guffey's lodge. Ryan, uh, what degree are you in the craft? <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. Oh, oh, word? <laughs> word, son. I don't know. I'm working on three, but I, who knows? How high is there, right? Like, you never know. Dude, You're working happened, on three? This happened to me yesterday. Well, is there any number? Like, what is it? Three, six, and nine, Tesla said, right? You're working on the third degree, though, I'm saying? No. Um, okay, so back to my initial comment. I'll tell you I'll tell you everything about me. Hit the button. Uh, Hit the button, one. Illuminati uh, confirmed. Uh, hey. <laughs> Sorry, bud. Okay, Mr. back to Burns, our, You know what I mean? You, you, can't talk about, you can't talk about secret societies, but if you're going to, you might as well talk about them. The... Um, the initial comment I made about finding out that Beverly Randolph, Pashaw Beverly Randolph, a very close friend of Abraham Lincoln, um, founder of the very first Rosicrucian school in the United States in 1776. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, he was also like very pre-abolitionist, like obviously because he's part black, but um he created a corporation called Beverly Hall Corporation. And um, this corporation is nothing but uh, basically the intense. What do I say here? Um, well, he would follow these areas back to what we were talking about. 
like Summer Isle. He would follow these ley lines and these areas to spots where he thought there was more energetic magnetism. And he would, at those times in the 1800s, gather people and do very uh, elaborate, elaborate things to try to energize all kinds of things. And uh, most, most people were impressed. The only problem was he was partially black. So they were like, this isn't going to work. And um, that happened over and over again throughout his entire career. If you look up Beverly Pashalf Randolph or Pashalf Beverly Randolph, um, he basically had it all except one problem. He wasn't white. He was like partially black. And um, he knew all the right people, did all the right things, all the right times. But unfortunately, he was in a situation where, um, as I said, he was the very first uh, hashish dealer recognized in the United States. And yet at the same time, best friends with Abraham Lincoln Yo, trying to racist, abolish Sable. Bro. Yeah, this dude was gangster too. You're racist, dog. Yeah, he was super gangster. He was trying to abolish slavery. Uh, first hashish dealer in the United States. Good buddies with Abraham Lincoln. And actually on Abraham Lincoln's uh, funeral procession, as they took his body to the gravesite, which Beverly was a part of uh, creating the whole situation, because he was partially black, he was asked to leave the train. And out of, out of respect, he asked the conductor to stop the train and he left the train. He was like, hey, no problem. I might've paid for it, but I don't need to go there. And that's kind of the, you know, the thing that's going on, I think in the basin is like the government at this point has just like dropped a mic. They're like, we might've paid for it, but we don't need to go there because there's no telling where that is. And that is seeming to be more uh, in a spiritual realm than your average CIA, FBI, DOD agent wants to go. And can I add that Randolph also believed in something called pre-atomism, which the belief that humans existed on Earth before the biblical Adam. So he was was talking about the Atlanteans at this point in time, and he was buddy buddy with abraham lincoln come on and he was able to sell that hashish because right illuminati confirmed abraham lincoln was his boy so he wasn't gonna rat him out right so again this connectedness of lizards and that right they're in the government they're in the fucking government so this wouldn't be illuminati confirmed if we didn't talk about nicholas cage we want to get your your opinion on do you think that Nicolas Cage is some sort of alchemist that is intertwining reality with story and through his films is living all these lifetimes in some sort of ritual to be able to do something at the very end? Well, what are your thoughts on that, on the, the great alchemist, right? The mysterious alchemist. Dude, I honestly, okay, let me tell you my little tiny interaction with Nicolas Cage. I <laughs> I happened to be able to drive one of his Corvettes that he created for SEMA. You are definitely uh, in a cult, dude. Definitely. Dude, dude, it, it's called the cult of having people think for themselves. <laughs> and 
I'm telling you. I'm Nicholas, in, by the way. <laughs> did, you meet him? did you meet him, Ryan? Okay. So I got to drive his car. Um, it was a Corvette Stingray. The very first year they came out, the wheels said Nicholas Cage on the rims. The, the effing rims said Nicholas Cage on the rims. And um, I happen to be friends with the guy that sells him his vehicles when he's in Las Vegas, even though he's in debt tens of millions of dollars to the IRS. He happens to buy multitudes of exotic vehicles every year and uh, has multiple ownerships of real estate in both Las Vegas, Nevada, uh, California, whether it's Beverly Hills, everywhere. I've seen him everywhere. And so um, he's basically kind of an unreal, real person, right? Kind of like what you're talking about, Juan. He's kind of like an somebody you can't see, but you see all the time. And he's a, a, a very similar character to uh, St. Germain, you know, like this, this time traveling character that is able to interact with society on a level that it can handle. And then he's like slides out with his little smirk and he's back when you least expect it, takes your cash, never pays you back. Like it's a very interesting like, have you looked in this St. Germain stuff? This time traveler stuff? I'm looking it up right now. He was a high-ranking government official. No, this stuff's crazy, guys. Is this guy Germanus okay. of Oxy area or whatever? No, it is. He's been multiple the, people throughout many different. Yes, periods. multiple people throughout. Exactly, Mark. Some people even say he was a vampire in New Orleans who like Dude, attacked a woman. favorite story of all. <laughs> yes, man. Yeah. Right. It's, it's the Nick, Count Nick. of St. Germain. Check that out, right. Juan. Count of St. Germain. He could have had a more modern incarnation, and that's what people are probably speculating about, saying he's some German guy now. But the legend is that he's lived for many different... His immortal you know, life. What the... Centuries. So, like, what's, and, so yeah. cool, what's so similar with the Count of St. Germain and Nicolas Cage is that they give... Okay, I'm going to like blow my F limit here. They give no fucks. Yeah. in the moment because they're only here for a little bit but yet they're gone come back and that's kind of what you find in the count of saint germain tale is that like he's a like super pronounced well blah 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 and then he'll just do this wild crazy shit and be out and that's kind of like nicholas cage but more on a monthly level so it's um i know that here in vegas he's very well respected as somebody that can handle his business so he can handle vegas he can like come in blow in blow out no pun intended and there's no drama um other people can't handle vegas so uh just being a resident yeah, <laughs> yeah i guess i don't know i don't know i'm a resident I don't know. yeah vegas sucks but Nicholas Cage can handle Vegas. He is known as a local. He comes in. He has multiple uh, venues, vehicles, all this stuff. Yet you talk to his tax associates and he's, I forget, 10 years behind like he gives eight. You know. Wait, Ryan, have you talked to his tax associates? Um, No, no. Yeah, that would be weird. Yeah, that be, yeah, that would be weird. Did you, did you talk to Nick Cage though? At least did you see him, or you're not able to see him? Or? Well, I was told that the vehicle was just dropped because I was like, "What's this car worth?" 
And they're like, we don't know. With Nick Cage blood in it? Fuck I'm it. like, I'm like, I'm like the rims saying Nicolas Cage on them. What we should have the stole those, bro. You think he would be mad? Like, I just should have taken that rims. I could have yeah. put them on my sprinter van. You could, yeah. Dude. I was like, <laughs> literally, it was like so crazy because I, uh, he was like, yeah, just drive this thing. We don't know what it's worth. He just kind of dropped it off. Like he just wants to sell it. He wants something new. He gets something new every year. He Did doesn't he really vampire for real. Like, like he really doesn't it. care what he gets for it. Like, and that's how it goes. Like he buys two, three Ferraris a year. Like he really does not care in and out. Money is just kind of like this lubricant to get Nicolas Cage to the next. I mean, and the one thing is the guy's not faded. Like you think like you'll watch a movie and you'll be like, oh, that guy's like from the 80s. And then you'll watch another movie and he's you're like, he's from the 90s. And you'll watch another movie and he's from the 2000s. Adrenochrome, bro. He's in every freaking movie, like every generation. He like never gets old. It's baby blood, dog. Do you think? For real. So Nick Cage is like some sort of real life cycle pump that's going to guide us to the promised land, right? With his... So do you think, do you, okay. So do you think he's a lizard or not, Ryan? I, I think he was a human being that was too sober Ooh. at an occult lizard party and he heard too much. Whoa, 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 whoa. You think he's got bobs in him? One bobs, two bobs, three bobs in him? I think he got Bob's <laughs> phone number and he didn't, you know what I mean? What? The, what Bob, the? Bob's in there steering Nicholas. <laughs> he got Bob's phone number. Yeah. He got he got one of the Bob's phone numbers at a party, and I think somewhere along the line, I think Nicholas Cage definitely entered a realm that is Subrosa, or what? <laughs> Subrosa? What the fuck is that? Motherfucking dictionary, dog. Somebody bring that up. <laughs> This is so fucking wild, man. Like That's south of Rose. <laughs> this is yeah. crazy. So No, yeah. I think he got designed got, think... and carried out secretly or confidentially. Thank you, Chris, for reminding me to look that up. <laughs> Sub Rosa. <laughs> yeah, you know, I just found out that Mensa in Spanish means dumb bitch, basically. So that's the name of my podcast, which is sick, you know. I'm an actual <laughs> member, so I, I can relate to that. Oh, he's a <laughs> member of Mensa, bro. Yeah. Oh, you're a you're a Freemason and a member of Mensa? <laughs> crazy, bro. Illuminati confirmed. Here. I see you, boy. I see you. I got my eyes on you, no, right? Man. Did you know that um Man, there's some amazing members in Mensa. Like, it's it's pretty amazing. Like, some of the members that you find are like pretty, like not what you would expect. Yeah, no, I didn't. You know, <laughs> mine's a little does, Rosa, if you will. You know what I mean? <laughs> how does one get uh, involved with Mensa in the first place? If you don't mind me inquiring, um, I think you take like a test. Um, you gotta be wicked smart. Yeah, your IQ, 98 percentile or higher yeah. on a standardized, supervised IQ or other approved intelligence test. Yeah. yeah. So it's a high IQ society. So is it like the fucking New Atlantis or some shit? Through yeah. school, basically? Well, dude, like there's people that are dumb as f- like you would never <laughs> imagine would be Mensa. Like uh, Sylvester Stallone is Mensa. Mensa. Mine's a 173, but he got like the IQ challenge. 
Okay, so how you join Mensa is um, it's got like a membership platform and you take the Mensa, Mensa admission test and people like everyone from like, you'd be amazed some of the people that are like super gifted. It's like crazy. Um, but yeah, you take this test. You can buy your two. way. You're saying yeah, you're you probably buy your way. There. Yeah, you, you take two different options. You get the Mensa test. There's two different sections proctored by local group volunteers. But anyway, yeah, it's it's stupid. Um, really dumb, actually. Wait, Ryan, can I get in? Probably, dude. I don't know about... I got to take the test, though, right? Then your podcast would be the official no. Mensa podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, nothing about that works, man. That's... Sorry, B. I want to get like cease and desist letters where they're just like, bro, you're not smart enough. I'm like, I know. You know? It's gonna we gonna start a war. <laughs> gonna be like Biggie versus Tupac out here in these streets with these nerds. You'd be you'd be oh, surprised. Bro. You'd be surprised who some of these nerds are, that are gonna kill us. Like you, some of these nerds that are gonna kill us, like who they are. Oh, dude. Yeah, it's pretty freaky, man. Like some I just of the want to people, meet some of them. I bet you there's some real and smart people. Out they're there. super, like they're really cool. They're super, like way unbalanced usually. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. So, <laughs> Ryan, yeah, have there been any occult societies that have tried to use? these areas or the skinwalker that have tried to tap into that by like doing different rituals like you know the oto or or mm, the golden dawn or whatever you know what i mean have they try and like weaponize this because i know they like to go because chris mentioned wars earlier and i know that these secret societies like to go on these wars with each other at, at sometimes you know whatever cursing each other i don't know what the fuck they do but have they try and use this quote unquote, technology yeah. Uh, the first may be Umbra Viventus Lucis. That's what I'm talking about. Umbra Vivestus. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> what is it long again? <laughs> I don't know, bro. Okay, so talking seriously. Talking seriously. No, there's some profound transformative stuff that can take place and experiences um, if they're in controlled capacity in this location. So, um, yes, other than governments, not really. Other than myself and some very close tight-knit associates, not really. It's basically the United States government. And from what I understand, Russian and Chinese government uh, for lack of a better word, spies trying to, um, you know, effing van lifers, you know, hashtag, I don't know what they're doing out there, but they're probably not who they appear to be. And they're looking for things that should not be there. And they're trying to confirm to associates that we have something that is uh, somewhat of a crypto stash of uh, cryptozoological entities and variants, unidentified aerial phenomena ghost lights and um, things of uh, dimensional variants that we should be, that the other governments should be concerned about. And I'll be honest. Yeah. They should be concerned. Ryan, Ryan did you just say, <laughs> they should be concerned. Dude. Did you just say we can, there's, there's yeah, spies so. out there that are doing van life? No, I don't know how they're um, honestly, there's all kinds of things. There's different LLCs purchasing large acreages 
trying to do Stargate slash uh, research. Um, we have people that swear they've seen Chinese um, drills taking place out of helicopters and such. Ryan, let's throw a wrench into the mix again. Do you think that, okay, so we have these spies from other countries, Russia, China, whatever, which might imply that maybe perhaps on their continents or their countries, there's not any of these locations. I may be wrong, but do you think that the founding fathers knew this when they picked the United States to be the United States when, you know, in 1776, they said, you know, we're going to take this because there's fucking portals here you know, and boom, dude. For sure. Um, <laughs> for sure. The founding fathers, dude. You discovered the shit with boats? I thought, man, what are you talking about? Okay, if you look up the founding... Okay, I'm just going to... Sub Rosa speaking. Um, the founding... Okay. Uh, how do I take this into a place where I can remove myself from the equation? The Founding Fathers had a legitimate paranormal experience. Oh, they did with the shadow man inside the room that motivated Correct. them. Oh, Correct. They had a legitimate the paranormal experience with an entity that brought them a seal that would designate the future of the country as we know it today. Yeah. And this entity was not human in any sense of the word. In fact, they tried to find the entity and he was gone before they could find him. Yo, there so, was, so I see Chris. From another dimension? Yes, dude. It's the Ashtar Galactic Command. So what, what ended up happening, these guys, right, the founding fathers didn't want to sign their name because they knew it was death for them, whoever signed this, this document when they were okay. founding the country. So they were hesitant to sign it they're like hey that if, if this fails if this goes down we're signing our death fucking certificate sure. right here so sure. Sure. out of nowhere and mind you this was a guarded place and locked up right nobody was getting in or out out of nowhere there was this figure this shadow figure right the shadow man maybe it's slender yeah. man i don't know who the fuck I've heard, is i've heard of this i've heard of this roughly. that motivated them and said we got it fucking do this and da 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 and everybody's like yeah like you saw you see in the movies when they start the speech and then they're like, yeah, and they're in the moment. They're signing. Yeah, let's fucking go. And then where's homeboy? The seal. Wait, I thought he was you. No, I thought you were him. No, it wasn't me. Where Shadow the me. fuck did he go? Where? And we know that the Illuminati. Illuminati confirmed. Was established in 1776, right? These outcasts, these heathens that were had these other radical thoughts, the Illuminati, that's why they were so elusive and hard to find. Because, again, they were heretics of the time. And they were, supposedly they were broken up and, and just withered away. But I, I, there's a Manly P. Hall lecture from 1954, if I, if I recall correctly, where he talks about the Illuminati. And... One of the things that he says at the very beginning when he drops this bomb that really stood out to me was when he says, the Illuminati are on this earth, but not of it. And when they are casted out or destroyed, they always find a way back in. So 
And with that, I will take this the great seal of the United States. Ooh, snap. A beautiful, a beautiful seal with 13 arrows in one hand of the uh, eagle, an olive branch in the other to offer uh, amnesty. The great seal is a principal national symbol of the United States. The phrase is used for both everything. The physical seal of seal itself represents everything we are made of. This great seal was brought by a hooded man who no one could identify to a Masonic lodge. It, this, this was after what, what's super scary about this is this was a secret site where they were talking heretically about leaving the union, the leaving, well, not the union. What the hell am I talking about? Leaving the British the and this is pre-union. Yeah. And what it symbolized and this hooded gentleman entered with the great seal of the United States, handed it off, took off left. Same thing. One and done gone. What can we take from that? Is that the ascended masters that HP Blavatsky was talking about where they had, right? They were able to Pythagoras. 100, 100%, 100%. I would bet the ranch, my ranch, the neighbor's ranch. I bet everybody's ranch. I would bet the ranch that it is 100%. Right. Nobody wants to go to your spooky ass ranch. bro. <laughs> I can't get rid of it if I wanted to, but Hey, while I'm putting stuff on the table, that's a perfect object. And I do think that there was this, Whoa, dude, I got stuff moving in the room. Oh my God. Did you hear that? Yeah. That was crazy as, okay. But 100%, I believe that there were occult inspired, genuine aspirations multiple times throughout this country's birth. Oh, 100 percent. It's crazy. 100 percent. That's what the world's occlusions were all about. They're about putting the symbolism in it. The the right. We have King James version of the Bible again. Another person that was breaking away from the crown that started this alchemical process, which is the King James version of the Bible. A man who was a sympathizer with witches, the occult, wrote about demonology, wrote about werewolves, wrote about vampires. Mind you, this is the guy behind the the pushing of he made it was the official Bible of everybody needed to have it. And they were also competing with the Geneva Bible, but, but they were again, making this, everybody had to have this in their homes, everybody, no matter what you needed to have this version of the Bible. Now they say it was edited by Francis Bacon, who some people say was William Shakespeare. Again, a person in history who is attributed to, morphing and making the English language what it is today was the one behind again and we have Nick Cage the great alchemist that uses movies to talk to people's souls again Francis Bacon is often acknowledged as the Count of Saint Germain same as Nicolas Cage what the fuck Wow, dude. So we have this figure all throughout all of history who is in right. You could say he's at the right place at the right time. You know who else was omnipotent? 
Pythagoras was omnipotent. And there's parallels between Pythagoras and the story of Jesus Christ. And again, who was also omnipotent? God, right? The, the, the son of God was creating miracles and doing all these crazy esoteric things. And that's why people say the Christ consciousness, this higher being, right? Shambhala, these places where there are these entities of higher consciousness, right? So again, that is fucking crazy. <laughs> Dude, when you, when you start to bring it all together, when you realize that the first Rosicrucian secret society, in fact, the first secret society in the United States period was uh, brought together by Beverly Pashov Randolph, Randolph Beverly. And this is very interesting because... This gentleman, if you want to talk elites, he started the very first Rosicrucian secret society in the United States. He's best friends with Abraham Lincoln. He is someone who came from nothing, yet he was always at this glass ceiling of everything. Like no matter how many times they chopped him down, much like the Count of St. Germain or Nicolas Cage, no matter how many times they chopped him down, he was always like, boom, right there. What? Another blockbuster? Like another hit? Another, another, you know, this, these individuals, in, in, and I have to throw Benjamin Franklin in the mix because he was also a member of the White Brotherhood, and I don't even want to go there, but they're all members of the same secret society coming out of the same location. And these members, no matter what you did to them, they were always at the top of their game. You would like look at him and be like, okay, this guy's got to be in the gutter. He's got to be in the trash. And he would be helping three organizations of philanthropic movements, starting a new uh, technology and some organization of like, you know, betterment of the community. And this happened like without like dispense. Um, especially in, in, in ancient years, when you look back at the founding of this country, it seemed as if, and I don't want to go down the path of like, did we have more souls then than we do now? But, you know, it seemed like these individuals had more grit. They had more, they had more uh, intuitive grit, more soul, and they were more advanced in a general nature in what they could accomplish in a lifetime compared to the general population nowadays. You just said we're pussies, basically. <laughs> I could agree with that. That kind of makes sense. Wow, Ryan, that that's that's so fascinating. And every time I think about this, I, I have more questions and answers, right? Because the further down the rabbit hole you go, you're always left with more questions. Like, like it like I I was I did an episode yesterday and I said what came first right the sword or the stone because what the fuck was the sword doing in the stone to begin with right not in a stone and an anvil whatever yeah whatever whatever so who weird who put it there what came first the chicken or the egg and right and what's the purpose of the sword being in the stone right it's the 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 it brings forth the calling right because i guess that's what makes us want to look into this right what that gives us the 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 call to arms type of shit where the initiative to look into what is happening right because it's like these little 
nuggets that are sprinkled in here and there. It's like, what's their purpose? Maybe it is to engage us, right? But do we have to be fearful of that engagement, much like Nicolas Cage in the will, you know, the wicker man with Rowan, like he was intrigued into the mystery, but yet burned by the fire, like much, much like a moth to a flame. Do we have to worry about that? Oh my God, dude, that was brilliant. Well, check, check this different. out. Uh, this, I think this quote is, is relates to the conversation the oldest and strongest emotion of mankind is fear and the oldest and strongest kind of fear is fear of the unknown that being hp lovecraft right we fear what we don't know that dark abyss that that we have to navigate through and i think that nicholas cage right in the movie the wicker man he was this psychopomp that was there to guide the souls through this journey that we're on right now. He is the he is our Virgil, right? He's leading us through. He's Dante in Dante's Inferno. You know, he's guiding us through the inferno, the abyss, right? The burning man, the wicker man. He is there, right? And when he rescues the little girl, he's like, I'm gonna save you. And then we have the bear symbolism in there when he dresses up as a bear, right? Because he is fierce. He is this warrior. And Nick, bro, Nicholas Cage is fucking amazing. I think you're muted, Ryan. You're, you're muted. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad you mentioned the Burning Man because it's kind of that same ideology that it doesn't matter what you do because once the man burns, it doesn't matter what you do. Have you ever been to Burning Man? Has any have any of you been there before? Would you fucking go, Chris? You want to go, Chris? Fuck. <laughs> Let's fucking go. Let's go to Skinwalker Ranch and then we'll go to Burning Man right after. Okay. You, there's not gonna be anything of us left when we're fucking done with that. Like the Skinwalker's gonna take half our soul, right? And it's like a tank. Like if you run out, if you're at a quarter tank and you fucking run out, you're done. <laughs> So we're gonna you're go. Just gonna see these poofs of smoke <laughs> rolling to town. We're gonna be in the aether. Yeah, we're gonna be just this fucking this 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 gas just walking around like fucking. I think that maybe Ryan, maybe that's what happens to people when they quote unquote die. Right, their tank empties, and their their soul is let out of this vessel that it's in into the ether right into the akash that's what the again ascended masters akashic records maybe that's where all the elders are at right these great old ones that are sitting there speaking this knowledge to whoever goes up there and whoever's able to tap in it's like the og podcast they're able to hear in and go oh fuck that's the those are the bobs talking the bobs are yo the bobs are the illuminati confirmed podcast they're spitting that shit yeah bro you know what I mean? Fuck. Dude, for real, we all think our life is like the Monte Carlo Indianapolis 500, but in reality, it's like a fucking mud fucking monster truck rally. <laughs> fucking, sh you know? Grave <laughs> You know what I mean? And it's so true. Well, I think you're right. When we get to the Akashic Records, it's like we slide in with like a wheel falling off and we're just like, how do we do? And it's like, not too good, dude. <laughs> the fucking Dukes of Hazard in there. Like fucking, yeah, and you, and you said the Gravedigger and the Gravedigger spade okay. is a symbol for death. Gravedigger, right? dude. Yeah, the Gravedigger. And if you turn, if you take the spade and turn it upside down, it's your 
coccyx, right? The sacrum bone. Where, <laughs> Definitely. Where the For sacred sure. comes Never from. Mark. <laughs> you what the fuck? <laughs> Listen, oh, Ryan. Ryan. Yeah, yeah. I've had a great time tonight, and I think this went above and beyond what I could have imagined, right? We have this esoteric knowledge that we're spitting out here. Ryan is talking in cryptic language like this, 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 but <laughs> I had a great time guys. What do you think of this? How do you think it went? What, 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 uh, what do you think Mark and, and Chris of, of, <laughs> I still have so many questions, uh, but you know, this was fun, Ryan. I would love to have you on my podcast and please ask you ask you some some questions that I didn't get to ask today. But yeah, today was a lot of fun. I feel like the Skinwalker is as elusive as your connection was today. It's you know one minute it's here, one minute it's not. You know, so it was part of the presentation. There, I loved it. I think I think there's a lot. You know, one of the things that I wanted to ask you about maybe we have a little bit of time to get into it is uh the wendigo and then the other word that is kind of similar the witiko mm. you know are these concepts at all related to the phenomena that people are experiencing in that location or are those just kind of like other native american paranormal things that people lump together with the skinwalker I would say that they are definitely individual. However, they are lumped together in that they are elemental entities that are um, often talked about in a folkloric sense with an immense power. And the Wendigo is amazing. It is more uh, madness for the sake of madness. So, uh, I, but but with the Skinwalker, you know what what's so usually and man, I hate to be devil's advocate, but was so usually like overlooked with the skinwalker. It is so obviously and usually called such an evil entity. Oh, skinwalker, evil, 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 evil. That's all you hear. Evil all day, every day, all day, every day, evil. What people are failing to understand is that this was an entity that people, Native Americans that were, restricted in for lack of a better word a concentration camp at the time they were able to through the use of occult principle and magic take the form of a local animal and release themselves from that captivity for lack of a better word to accomplish goals now that's that's pretty far from evil in my um you get a ghost helper yeah man you know like like you could do a familiar yeah familiar like they're That's doing the best they the, can you know Solomon doing Temple got built right with the with right the, the right you yeah you it, like it, it's a culture utilizing magic to do the best they can under very unique and terrible horrific diabolical circumstances i always knew it was the jesuits i always knew it you see guys i told you it was them right where they're using this occultic magic kabbalah the golem right the, the this homunculi where it's the imperfect 
version of a man where it's like it looks like a man but it can't even talk right the full metal alchemist when the when the man merges the dog and the little girl and she's like oh well she's here with me still it's like well that ain't that ain't your little girl anymore that's some other out you know that's what the thing is uh, uh, the uh, the this thing that we don't know is there but is there all the time and you don't know who it is and it's imitating a person and when as soon as you know it chris's head opens up and it fucking swallows you whole and they're like where'd chris go and it was this thing that took it right at amen the man at the mountains of madness where they would when they learned about this ancient race they went fucking mad well and that is it that is it because the mountains of okay if you look as the host just said, as you just said, Juan, these situations with uh, golems, skinwalkers, other things that the mind can create with just minimal use and acceptance of elemental force, whether that be clay, mud, earth, and what the mind can create is actual life which if you look into deep, deep esoteric elite doctrine, you will find that the monad is at the primary source of the soul. And the monad is literally a thought from God that becomes a soul. So you have to be very careful where your thinking goes. And that's where areas like you in a basin, Space Wolf Research, Sedona, places where, you know, it's kind of like, it's kind of like check yourself before you wreck yourself. Watch your mind because what your mind can conjure, your subconscious will create. And then you have to deal with it. And it's a very strange situation. It's be careful what you wish for, right? That's where that comes from. And I wanted to wrap it up with this, uh, an, an excerpt from the initiates of the flame, the philosopher stone. This is the true stone of the philosopher, which gives him power over all created things. The stone is himself. The experiences of his evolution have cut and polished the rough stone until in, in it, the initiate, it reflects light of creation from a thousand different facets. And I fucked that up. Until in the initiate, it reflects the light of creation from a thousand different facets. So again, very poetic because how you're saying we are the creator and we are the observer at all at the same fucking time. And if you're able to put it all together, right, the pieces of the puzzle and unlock that higher level of consciousness, you're able to do what you said, create realities and create whatever thing in whatever level of existence that you want to create you're able to do that because how you said right and the monad emanationism right the one is in the center and from there emanates reality and we are the monad illuminati confirmed mic drop how'd i do guys did you like that (laughs) it's all right (laughs) Give yourself your own mic drop takes off a few points, but I like it. Great. <laughs> so Ryan. It was epic, dude. Epic. <laughs> this was fucking amazing. For the I talk too much, dude. I, I was chatterbox. You're the guest, Kathy. bro. 
You're the guest. It's supposed to be that way. Yeah. I I enjoyed listening, Ryan, truly. I think there was was, uh, a lot of delays with the connection, which you were graceful with. So I think it was fine. You did good. Yes. I kept having to run downstairs to see if my 18-month-old had unplugged the modem, which it's like a long ways. So like you guys kept seeing me run through the door. It was like super weird. Every time I would walk in, I would see the same thing. It was like you guys there like, what's going on? So, Ryan, for the cool. listeners still with us, can you plug your information? And I would love for you and Mark to do something together. I would love yeah. to see that come together and, and you can That'd get on the awesome. show and and yeah, chop it sure. up can you put oh, your Ra- socials ryan uh for sure uh socials space wolf research on facebook um spacewolfresearch.com hero paranormal on facebook hero paranormal.com you can also go to ryan patrickburns.com that's about it amazing amazing and i had a lot of fun and thank you all for making it out here tonight and until next time, Ryan, we'll, we'll have you back on soon. And hopefully you do that collab with, with Mark. Cause I, I would love Man, to. I'd love to. That'd be great. I would love to. That'd be sweet. Yeah, I'll be in touch for sure. Right on Mark. Thanks. Thank you guys.
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.